Hello and greetings to each of you this day. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Reverend K.C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Yes, it is I, the agent of love, your grace girl, the daughter of the King of Kings and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me today as I share a word of encouragement. So grab your coffee or have a sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the life applications of what it truly means to be love in action. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome back to all of our Being Love in Action family out there in the world. We are so excited to be here yet another week to be able to come together and share what God has for us. I pray that this week has been one that has been filled with happiness and joy, right? In spite of everything that is going on in the world, I just pray that this week has been a great one for you. And of course, if it has not, maybe you've been going through some things or just need prayer. Always remember that this Being Love in Action podcast is a ministry. And one of the things we do, we do have intercessors here that will definitely partner with you and stand with you in prayer. So you can always reach out to us at our email, which is kenyacwilliamsministries at yahoo.com. And when at the end, at the end of the, the broadcast, you will definitely be able to find in the description all of the ways that you can connect with the Being Love in Action podcast. Again, we're so excited about this week. We are in the second part of our six-part series. And welcome today, if this is your first time joining joining us on the Being Love in Action podcast. Uh, If you're not familiar with who we are and what we do, we always give you an opportunity to go and check us out on our website at www.gracegirl.org where you can find out a little bit more about me and all the things that I do. But here in the Being Love in Action podcast, we bring the Bible to you practical in a practical format so that you can live each day being love in action and so what we do here is we give a word you know God blesses me with something to share with you and then when I share it with you it is really about taking the word of God and literally applying it to our every day lives. And because love is so important to me, you know, one of the, my favorite scriptures and one of the scripture that this particular ministry was founded of the podcast is first Corinthians 13 and 13, where it says that out of faith, hope and love, the greatest of these is love and love is an action word. Amen. And so we always want to illuminate the word of God and bring it to you in a way that you can not only learn how to love yourself, but also how to love others. Amen. So let's jump into this series. Amen. I'm excited about this series. Again, this is the second part of the mindset of the fearless. And again, if you're new, this is the second part. So you have time to go back 
and 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 catch up so um you can go back to last week's episode and then you know hear what we're saying today the mindset of the fearless series which is a six part series and we are looking at psalms 27 and i'm reading from the niv translation um when i begin to read the text just so you know that and and in this series there are four characteristics of the mindset of a fearless person. And those characteristics are people who have a mindset of the fearless, they are first, they are rehearsers. And in rehearsing, what am I talking about? They are rehearsers of who God is to them. People with the mindset of the fearless, another characteristic is that they remember God's history in their past and therefore they can know who he will be to them in their present life. Characteristics of the mindset of the fearless are also people they request of God. In other words, they request the promises of God to fulfill his word. And then if you look at the last thing, the last characteristic of the mindset of a fearless is that they are rejoicers. They praise God. They admonish him in their lives. So last week we looked at the rehearsers of God, a mindset. And in this particular psalm, we're going to be going back and forth uh, looking at these four characteristics. So it's all throughout the, the tone or the theme of this particular psalm. So here's the question that I started off with. And I ask you this. So as we get into the text, I want this to always be in the forefront of your mind. Here is the question. How do you and I, we begin to set ourselves up to having a fearless mindset? How do we do that? You know, how do we do that when we turn on the TV and everything that is going on in the world, it's fear and panic all over? How do we do it? Here's the thought that I pose to you is having a fearless mindset relative to the position God has in your life. We're talking about fearless from a spiritual perspective because you can be fearless and have a fearless mindset, but you don't have a God mindset. So it's different. Your fearlessness comes from your own personal reserve or who you believe in confidence or in confidence what you can accomplish. But if we're honest with ourselves, as much as we can have confidence in our minds, in our bodies, we are flawed. We can break mentally and physically. So we can't put all of that on ourselves because that's not the intention of the way God created man. Amen. So how do we do that? And in other words, who is God to you on a personal level? And I want to thank my pastor, Pastor Troy T. Johnson. He's a senior pastor of Fresh Start Community Church in Houston. And if you're in the Houston area, definitely go by and check them out. I mean, if you are looking to be fed, he will give you some word. Amen. And in our Bible study, we are literally looking. We're studying First um, Samuel's first chapter, second and third. But right now we're looking at the prayer of Hannah. And if you're not familiar with that, you can go to first Samuel, which is in the Old Testament. And it is the second chapter. 
And since we're talking about, remember, we're talking about a fearless mindset. And then the question I just posed to you was, how do you begin to set that mindset? And then the relative thought I put in your said was also God's fearless mindset is really relative to the position that God has in your life. In other words, when I when we're studying the, the story of Hannah in her prayer, when she prayed for a son and God gave her a son in this prayer, she breaks down the things that she has experienced in life, the pain, all of those things that she's experienced. But the beautiful thing of Hannah's prayer is that even in her experiences, she, they were relative to how she saw God. She saw God in a very personal way. She saw God as her deliverer. She saw God as her protector. She saw God as one who was a just God. And she could never see him that way if there was not a personal relationship with him. Are you following me today? So today, as we dig in here, we want to come out with this thing to understand that God gives us and offers us hope. But in order to walk and to get this hope, we have to walk confidently in God. We must understand not only God's presence in our lives will help us to conquer the fear we have, but it's experiencing God in a personal way. Oh, beloved of God, I'm so excited. You know me, I always get happy when it comes to the word of God and when, you know, it just begins to ooze in the spirit. Amen. And so who's the author? The author of this psalm is the psalmist David. And if you're not familiar with the word of God, one of the things we do here on this podcast, I never want to assume that just because you're listening, first of all, that you're a Bible scholar, because I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't you know, we have some great theologians, but, you know, I say that in, in, re- in reference to making you understand that we take a practical approach in the in the idea that everyone is just learning or if they've already learned or if they already learned in the word of God, they're still getting fed. Amen. And so I don't ever want to assume that, you know, or that anyone knows, you know, who authors are of the Bible, who's speaking. So again, I'll give it to you in a practical way, right? So if you're not familiar with who David is, definitely, you know, I say go to the word of God. It is a wonderful, wonderful book um, that you can read. And if you get into it, you'll see that these are people, ordinary people that did extraordinary things through God. Amen. So the author of this psalm is the psalmist David. And they're not sure. We're not sure exactly at what period of of David's life this was this psalm was written. We're not really sure. But the reality of David's life, if you know about David, David had a life where he faced many times troubles. He had many enemies. He had many woes. He had many things going on. But the theme of David in this psalm is that his confidence was always in God. And remember, you cannot have a confident uh, perspective which leads to a fearless mindset if there is no relationship with the God, with God the Father. Amen. So let us get into this. Last week, we talked about David in the very first two verses. And I'll begin to read it. In the very first two verses, this is what the word of God says. And remember, this is Psalm 27, and I'm reading from the NIV version. 
And David starts off by saying, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me. No, I'm sorry. Just I just I'm sorry. It's just the first verse. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So David starts off in verse one, literally speaking, rehearsing who God is to him. He's in a fearless, confident mindset. He's saying God is my light. He is my light. That means he is the one that expels the darkness from my life. And then he says, God is my salvation. He's saying this, this light is the God who delivers me. He is the God who sustains me. He is my protector. He is everything to me, my salvation. And then he says, whom shall I fear? He said, I, I, who can I fear if God is all of this to me? So David is rehearsing very early on in this psalm who God is to him. And so we get into verse three and two and three. And then verse two starts off by saying, when the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Who, beloved, I love that. He's saying very early on now, remember he was rehearsing who God is. Now he's getting into remembering who God is. Oh my God. He's saying when the wicked intentions advance against me to devour me, he is, his memory is being jogged. Have you ever had a moment when you were thinking about where God had brought you from, oh, beloved of God. David is setting it up, up very, you know, very personally. He says, when the wicked intentions advance against me to devour me. Now we see David remembering God's history in his personal life. See, you can't remember if you've never been there. Ooh, mm. And then it says, it goes on to say, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. See, this is coming from a personal place historically. And I wanted to, to look at it from three perspectives of, of how it could be looked at from David's perspective. He could look at it from a historical part of his life where it was not necessarily his personal experience, but it was part of his personal lineage. In other words, his ancestry. Amen. David is an Israelite. And if we read in Exodus, we know the story of Moses bringing the people of God out of the bondage from Egypt. Amen. God delivered them from the wickedness of the Egyptians rule over them. This is something that indirectly happened in David's history. So, you know, could he be re remembering the history of God from his history? Amen. Or could he be remembering God? And that was from the Exodus, his his ancestry, his legacy. 
Or could it be he's remembering it from a boy king? Remember, there's a part in David's life where before he became an active king, he was anointed as king. But watch this. He was still a shepherd boy. He was not operating as a king. He was still in the position of being a shepherd, tending to the flocks of his dad, tending to the needs of the sheep. And David had to go and bring his brother some food as they were in war and as they were in war with the Philistines there was a moment in David's life that literally changed the trajectory of his life and his mind and his personal relationship with God David slew a giant oh beloved of God David had a there was a giant in the land and David this this young man who he said wait a minute these people are afraid of this giant. He said, do they not remember this is the same God that brought them and, and allowed them to win many wars? And David, taking the tools that he had, listen, beloved, he took some smooth stones. He was in a place where there was armor around him. Even the king tried to give him his armor and David used rocks, stones, whatever you want to call it. And as a result of those stones, he was able to slay a giant. He created a slingshot mechanism and the stone hit the giant in the middle of his head and took him out. Is this possible that David is remembering when God allowed him to kill the giant with a smooth stone? Or maybe it was when David was the actual king. And here in his kingship, God had allowed David to men win many wars. So there was three parts of his life that David could be remembering who God is. But the point that I want you to get is that in every part of his memory, it is from a personal experience. Remember, we're saying, how do we get the mindset of the fearless? And we're talking about David remembering who God is. And the question that I ask you is, what is God's position in your life? You can't see him in a position of memory and, and you can't see him as the giant slayer in your life if he's never slayed any giants in your life. Ooh, that's some good stuff, isn't it? It's good. I'm getting happy, y'all. I'm getting excited. And then we look at verse three. Verse three says, though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. David says, though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. I'm going to read it one more time. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. What David is reminding us is that storms is going to come. He said, though war break out against me. Remember, we don't know what time of his life he's talking about, but we know that he's remembering some things. He, you know, in, in the very first uh, uh, verse of this psalm, he is rehearsing who God is. He's the light. He is his salvation. He's the stronghold. And now he's remembering from a personal perspective 
why God is his light. He can't be his light if he doesn't see the darkness that God has brought him from. He can't be a, a, a salvation if he can't remember the saving, the deliverance and the protection that God has had on his life. Do you remember today? Can you remember or will you remember who God is in your life? Can you remember? Because David said the storms will come. And then the last part of verse three, he says, even then I will be confident. Oh, beloved of God. See, that's the key. I will be confident. Can you be confident? Will you be confident on today and remembering who God is? Because I want you to understand. I asked you this question. Who do you believe David's confidence is in? Is he speaking of his own confidence or is it the confidence of the God who has delivered him over and over and over and over again? Remember, remember, beloved of God, we're talking about the mindset of the fearless. You can't have a mindset of the fearless without rehearsing who God is to you every day throughout the day. You cannot have the mindset of the fearless if you can't bring to memory who God is to you in your past and in your present life. Just look back over your life today. Don't think about nobody else's circumstances or situations. Right now, I just want you to think about your own life. And what God has done for you, even if you didn't even realize it was God. Think about some of those places that you were in in life when you know you shouldn't have made it out of those circumstances. I don't know what it was. Was it your health? Was it making the wrong decisions, hanging out with the wrong crowd? And God saved you from that car accident. He saved you from that overdose. He saved you from getting in a relationship with someone that you knew that God wouldn't approve of. And he saved you from that connection. Oh my God, what was it uh, that God did? Uh, what was that giant in your life that God allowed you to slay? Uh, with just you being you, you didn't have a gun. Maybe you didn't have anyone to speak on your behalf. But God shifted the heart of that person and they changed your situation. What was it, beloved of God? And maybe you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And I want to offer him to you today because understand it is not your own might or power that you can do anything. It is a God who loves you, who gave his only begotten son for the sins of the world. It is that God that loves you. And my prayer today is that you experience God on a personal level. See, salvation is not something that you got to jump through hoops. You got to do all these things for it's simple. Romans 10 and 9 reminds us if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he is God and he raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
John 14 and 6 says, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through the Son, which is Jesus Christ. you got to believe in your heart. Amen. you got to believe in your heart. And remember, if you need us to pray with you, we'll pray for you. Leave us comments. Reach out to us. Whatever you need to do, we're going to leave all the contact information in the description box. But we can pray with you and for you. Amen. We have a team of intercessors that would love to pray for you and stand with you in prayer. For whatever you may need. Amen. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we thank you for tuning in today. And we pray that you were blessed by today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us weekly right here. We are available on all major streaming platforms. So whatever, which way you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, iHeart, Spotify, Pandora, tune in. We are there. Also, tune in with us. We this also tune in with us every week and be blessed. Amen. And if you'd like to contact us, remember our email is at Kenya C. Williams Ministries at yahoo.com. Until next time, remember, and now these three remain faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. I am Reverend Kenya C. Williams, the agent of love, and we love you, we love you, we love you. And remember to give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Love you until next week. See you then. Bye-bye.